Good day, good day, good day. Here we are in episode five of Drag Race Down Under on LTD. Let's talk drag. I'm Jessica. I'm Jay. I'm Chris. And I guess you can kill a cockroach, can't you? Wow, jumping <laughs> off at the beginning with it. Oh, it's so hard to say it that way. Um, on this episode entitled Marketing Hats, the queens are doing a marketing challenge. But let's talk about act one of the episode where we are picking up after Anita Wiglet is eliminated. Wah, wah, wah. Shedding tears, pouring it out for the homies. <laughs> Karen is emotional. I'm doing air quotes about how Anita is gone and she's and again, air quotes, crying that Anita is gone. It was just all fake to me. Yeah. How you going to cry after you sent the bitch home? <laughs> I mean, that seems a little disingenuous, but uh, they are, there is a little sadness in the room, especially coming from, from key to me because Anita was her home girl. And there is a bit of joy that is now missing from the workroom because Anita was infectiously positive all the time she really worked hard at it yeah i agree uh karen's sadness definitely seemed on the fake side to me uh but i did feel like he to was genuinely sad but also she did kind of flip it around and be like oh i guess she should have been riding like hotels you know start talking a little shit now that you're still here but mm. you know you still been playing it safe so i wouldn't talk too much mm. Uh, etc cetera, etc cetera. also throw some shade towards <sighs> kita her shade was Extra dark this episode. <laughs> you just gonna leave the hang in the balance? <laughs> yeah, I was like, was there a follow up? <laughs> like, are we getting as opposed examples? to the cast of Drag Race Down Under, which is very light? Okay, they're white. They're all white. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, etc. Almost seems like uh, the person that the producers put in the workroom just to ask these silly questions and to make these statements to kind of generate drama. Because the way it comes, it almost doesn't feel natural um to when, when it when she's doing all these things but it feels like she's a setup friend mm. like like back in the real world road rules challenge gotta have that setup friend ask yeah. the questions keep the show moving along mm. but i feel like they only just told her last week that that's what they wanted her to do because <laughs> that shit been thick since last exactly week. exactly it's like yo mm. chill out what is your problem for somebody who ain't doing nothing you got a lot of shit to say Exactly. Don't about it exactly. So then Keita and Electra are talking about how they are the last two New Zealanders. Kiwis. Kiwis on the cast, which is very interesting. Well, I think uh, they want to hold it down for their home country. And if you had asked me two weeks ago uh, if it was down between, uh, except, oh, excuse me, Electroshock and Keita Mane going against all of the Australian girls, I'd say they had no chance. I still kind of feel like they have no chance, but Electra Shock has a really good week this week, and I think Keita is still safe, but the judges really seem to like what she's doing, so I think the the, the Kiwis may be, may be able to take down some Aussies. I think that the Keita's look, you know, she did, she did great and everything, but I feel like their prior knowledge of her is like morphing what everyone thinks that they're seeing. Cause you know how they kept saying she, Oh, she's so funny. She's so funny. She's so funny. And we haven't really seen that. Mm. So it's like, what, what the hell y'all talking about? And then what she did that they considered, you know, so funny. It was like, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. One more thing about Kita. I'm with et cetera, et cetera. When I saw the outfit again today, <laughs> it was bad. It looked Y'all really bad. But it was finished. I guess. Yeah, I mean, et cetera was definitely unfinished. So I see why she was in the bottom. But Kita's outfit was, it's, it's, it was the wig that really did it for me. And I was just like, <laughs> please Ooh, get that on. Y'all down bad that Etcetera's little outfit was not well received, but uh, I, I didn't feel, I didn't think Kita's outfit was that terrible. I mean, it fit her, you know, her look, her look her and aesthetic. her style and her aesthetic. And when you're making it from trash, I mean, you can you, tra- I mean, it's just dressy trash at this point. Yeah, that's true. I still didn't like it. <laughs> I thought it was funny that that really got under et cetera skin like really bad like she could not let it go that she was in the bottom or she got negative critiques and they liked Keita or, or Keita was safe I just thought that was hilarious I think it highlights what I was saying though even though you say you know everybody reacts that way I think she genuinely doesn't think that she's bad like even you know we all know what happens so even when she's eliminated it's still like ah they're wrong yeah that's true that's- I feel like that's the genuine response. Uh, no one thinks they're doing a bad job until they're told that they're doing a bad job. It's still tough to swallow. It is tough to swallow, but, like, but I'm saying she didn't say, okay, yeah, they're right. I'm not, you know, bringing it. It was like, eh, they didn't think it was funny, so they're wrong. Genuine response. Uh, we've seen it in several several seasons before. Uh, and usually when they take the critiques like that, what happens to et cetera happens to those queens too. If you don't adjust, then you go home. So today's mini challenge was the reading challenge. The library is open. Was it? It was open for a half day. <laughs> you know, half half staff. Holiday. Yeah. Holiday. Um, yeah. Memorial Day <laughs> library hours. Um, so to me. Ketamine and um, Art Simone really stood out in the challenge. I thought their jokes were hilarious. And the rest of the queens were just kind of, yeah, I agree. Um, It was, there's a lot of like head scratching moments (laughs) with people you thought were going to be like, should be able to just kill it and rip it. It was Mm. like, what are you saying? Mm. I don't, I don't follow. Am I missing it? Is it lost in translation? I don't know. Yeah. I thought uh, some people that I was looking forward to this mini challenge uh, that I thought would do well, like et cetera. And Karen from finance did not. Uh, if you can be, if you can be all super shady in a confessional, mm. then why can't you bring it into the workroom when oh. it's time for them? And then I thought Karen from finance really was, uh, was almost there with the dun 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 fuck off. But <laughs> There was nothing else that was really substantial from anybody. Really, really weak mm. library. Mm. They they only uh, the preschool books. <laughs> they was closed. I'm they sure. They read Scooby Doo, a girl's best friend, or something like that. They haven't made up the chapter books in their library. Oh, okay. So Art Simone wins the mini challenge. So yay for her. She wins a sewing machine from Singer. Okay. Okay, sewing machine. Okay. Um, and so then Rue talks about the maxi challenge in which the queens have to create and market their very own brand of yeast spread, which I was like, really? Um, so the queens are in charge of every detail. I'll come back to my thought, um, including a naming the 
naming the spread, packaging, and their commercial that they will shoot with Michelle, Michelle Visage <laughs> and Suzanne Paul, I guess the infomercial queen in Australia, I guess. Um, but I just found it funny that a theme from a couple of for a couple of the girls was that they were too um, dirty, too crass with their humor. But I mean, they're it's a yeast spread. I don't know what they expected from the queens. So I hate stuff like that where it's like you're setting them up to fail almost. Because I mean, we all know if you've watched Drag Race, you kind of have an idea that RuPaul does like that crass, dirty. Um, innuendo kind of humor but then i guess if you take it too far she's like clutching her pearls which i was kind of like rolling my eyes about that but it's when you lose the innuendo part okay so i see what you're saying so it's just out there okay fair enough fair enough so before we get to the actual commercials the girls are kind of coming up with their brainstorming and karen thinks that maxi shield will do well i found that interesting that she thought that i thought she would have too um Based on the way uh, that she kind of performs when the, when the camera's on, I thought she would have done better than she did because uh, she's funny. Uh, just didn't seem to come together in practice this time. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I'm with you. Like she, to me, she can't really, when put on the spot, can't do what she does. So if they could have like recorded her commercial without her knowing that they were recording her commercial, I think that it would have went a whole lot better. But if you like spotlight on her you saw with the singing challenge it's like she just freezes up and forgets who maxi shield is and wow. then it's just like a she was a, a wreck this week <laughs> so yeah. i don't know it was it was rough um so during this whole scene i wrote that etc etc's opinions were really getting on my nerves it was like girl who are you to be giving out all these opinions and and like people are supposed to care about what you think and then for her to turn around and say she doesn't see herself as a shady queen i was just like oh my gosh i think she doesn't understand shade is what it boils down to shade doesn't mean it's done behind your back you can be shady to someone's face much like she's been doing for the last two episodes. You're a shady bitch. That's all there is to it. Right. That was a gigantic eye roll. I was like, how can you not consider yourself a shady queen when you've been doing nothing but throwing shade for the past two weeks and not even necessarily good shade? Well, actually, the shade that she was throwing in the workroom was better than any of the shade she threw in the mini challenge. It was just mind boggling that like, how do you not consider yourself a shady queen when you haven't had one nice thing to say about anybody in the workroom? Exactly. That's like ultimate shade. And so after that, we get to see the queens um, recording their commercials with Michelle and Suzanne. And we get to see, of course, some of the queens struggle, right? Like Maxie Shield, Art Simone struggling with her line. She's got too much going on. That seems to be a common theme for her um, that she just, it's like too much, too much. Um, but some of the girls did well, like Electra Shock, who came right in took charge. Um, Her commercial included a RuPaul uh, impression, which Michelle was kind of like, ooh, girl, you in danger, girl. Um, So yeah, we got to see Ru girl. So we got to see some behind the scenes. Any comments on that? Uh, I think, again, Art Simone locked herself into a character that wasn't landing like she thought it would land. Instead of backing off of it, she just went harder at it and it's I, I feel like she's going to, again, stab herself in the foot and get herself put off show by locking into those characters that she thinks are so great and nobody else is, like, 
going along with you. Take the critique of don't be so locked in. Be able to adapt and adjust. Uh, and like you say, everybody else, I feel like, man. <laughs> yeah, with Art Simone, it's like it's a bold choice to uh, have your yeast spread kind of be a American deterrent when yeah. half the judging panel is American uh, and they're spending time in Australia right now. Uh, so I, I thought that was an odd choice. It's kind of setting yourself up or opening yourself up for some critiques. Uh, I was kind of disappointed with Karen from finance. I thought uh, she was going to be better and I learned the term bog off <laughs> and then uh, no one used it. So I was kind of disappointed that, that did not make. The other thing is just at first, I did not think that Scarlett Adams and et cetera had pushed it too far, but I guess I was wrong. It, it seemed funny to me compared to some of the other things that were up there. Uh, and I, I know we're going to talk about the, uh, the commercials in whole, so I'll save the rest for them. Mm-hmm. So after the queens are finished with their taping, they're back in the work room and Maxie expressed that she's worried about her commercial. Um, and then we, we get to the producer planning question. Has anyone ever done anything in drag that they regret? And so as soon as I heard that question, I knew where it was going immediately. I wasn't sure who they were going to address because I wasn't 100% uh, filled in on what Scarlett actually did. But of course, um, Scarlett says, brings up the blackface saga. There are pictures available online. If you search good old Google, you can see um, her in some blackface. Let's, let's just go through them though. Okay. So she did an Aborigine, which is, you know, native to Australia. Right. She's done a Chinese situation with, mm-hmm. you know, full get up and full white face and everything. Mm-hmm. Very, oof. Uh, she did a Bollywood situation. Then she did a traditional African with the neck rings. Mm-hmm. I so mean, it's multiple. Yeah, when it, the way will. it was presented, it was like one time I did something, and then there was pictures. <laughs> and it's like, nah, bitch, you made an habit. Yeah, she was offending everybody. Any, anybody can anybody get, get this. Yeah. Anybody can get this black face. I was like, damn. Yeah, so it was like it was like black face, brown face anybody face but my white face yeah so she of course she says she regrets it i appreciated that art simone and etc etc really came for her and didn't just kind of let it drop it was kind of like uh what you did was wrong and you need to do more than apologize for it (laughs) bring back jojo how about uh scarlet trying to drag maxi into it though (laughs) yeah yeah well you know what we grew up on you hear these things as a child it's just you know and it's, it reminded me a lot of in this being in the South, um, what you hear from white people, if you are a person of color, um, when they make these racist jokes, and it's like, oh, this is, this is, you know, my granddad, my mother, you know, and it's like, oh, I hate that excuse. But I do think that it was, you know, Maxie, she said, yeah, I mean, I, I heard that stuff, but the difference is, you know. I didn't do blackface. <laughs> like, you didn't find my face. Like, I'm not, not the same. Yes, I heard the same stuff, and it was terrible, and it was just casual conversation back then. And it was like, it's one thing for something to be casual conversation back then, and then it's a totally different thing to do blackface. <laughs> like, right. it is, yeah. there's no way to, you know, break it down nicely to make it seem okay. Yeah. I think they even said casual racism is one thing, but blackface is something completely yeah. different. Yeah, and that's the There thing. is an intent 
behind blackface. I mean, you have to intentionally sit there and put the makeup on. Uh, whether you know you're going to offend somebody or not, you should have the sensibilities to think, is this right? How would I feel if someone was doing this to me? But then again, maybe that's the issue. Maybe they don't think they don't think in those terms. Yeah, and I do want to highlight that, you know, Scarlett said it was a long time ago, teenager. Scarlett is only 28. So for me, just with the times being the way they are, you should have known better than to do blackface. Now, granted, I do get the vibe that Australia is a little bit behind on the, you know, Ooh. race relations. So maybe, but still, I mean, there, there's no excuse for, for that much blackface, like that many different that looks. Many and that's just what's caught on camera. Right. There's no telling how many other nations she has offended <laughs> by, off camera. I mean, my goodness. She yeah, was just it's all like over a the habit place. for her. Nations against Scarlett <laughs> Adams. Yeah. I was a little bit surprised at et cetera, et cetera, being the justice warrior in the group. Uh, that that kind of took me off guard. Uh, but Electroshock also gave her her props for uh, saying, uh, essentially holding Scarlett Adams to the fire. Uh, bold behavior. Yeah, um, I was actually also shocked that et cetera, et cetera, was the voice of reason. And she is young. They said she's 22. Um, and so I was sh I was very shocked at that. And then I was like, no wonder she went home this week. Um, so on, don't move on. Yeah, hold on. Don't move on. Also, right? Yeah. I'm just saying the conspiracies. I mean, she was too woke to I'm drag race saying. down under. And then somebody called her woke. Too. Yeah. Some, and then, oh, and uh, the uh, shade. Yeah. What I was gonna say was, is anybody upset that the producers didn't slide this question in when there was people of color on the show? Like we couldn't get Ooh. get their thoughts on it. Like y'all waited until there were no people of color, and then yeah. let's. Oh, has anyone ever done anything in drag that they regret? That's a good point because that 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 rumor had been not rumor. Those pictures have been on the internet. Yeah since before the, the show started. So they could have addressed it with everybody. Well, they know Coco probably would have body slammed Scarlet. They didn't want they didn't want that smoke. That's and what it we was. love to see it. We love to see it. <laughs> Hold her accountable. If you can't, you're going to do blackface and not want to talk about it with black people in the room? Who are you? What kind of balls do you have? And then I'm sorry, I'm roof racking like she just found out. Uh, I, I was like, ah, come on now, y'all, y'all do research on these people before you bring them on these shows. So right, thorough, but we'll get there because that's yeah, later. Yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. there. So it's time for the runway, and so here comes Mama Rue with her black and nude look, very peekaboo, right? Mesh, I guess you call it. Is it mesh? And the legs were out, <laughs> sure. so she looked good. I, I really liked that look. I really did. And so this week, the guest judge uh, for the runway is Rena Owen. First Lady of New Zealand Cinema. So I guess she's an actress in New Zealand. I did not look her up because I don't care. Um, all right. Where's R&D when you need them? <laughs> we need a better R&D department, i.e. Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes well, I'm just being honest. Sometimes I don't care. I mean, it's not. I just don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I mean, is that going to better my life to know who Rena Owen is? It, it may. It Maybe may. she did some great things. It I might. thought uh, RuPaul uh, looked like Storm. On vacation, storm from X Men, and she was took a trip to the Bahamas. I can't. Sick of you. Okay, sick. <laughs> oh, the, sick. I'm getting a note from R and D. She uh -oh. is an actress. She's uh -oh. an actress. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. 
Thanks to R&D. So I wonder who we would compare her to because they're calling her the first lady of New Zealand. Who's our first lady of acting? Some white bitch. <laughs> I was about to say Meryl Streep, but isn't she English or is she American? I think she's American. I think she's American. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, she Meryl just does Streep. A British accent so well, I guess. Well, that's what good actresses do. Exactly. That's why she's the uh, the first, first lady, lady of American cinema. All right. <laughs> so the theme for the runway this week was the finest Sheila in the bush. So I guess um, I sensed that there was a little not confusion. But maybe mix up about what Sheila means. Sheila. Sheila. So, uh, Rue mentioned broad or woman or working woman, working class woman. I guess maybe all those things encompass a Sheila. What do y'all think? That's not what Rue said. That's what yeah. Karen Rue oh, said educated. that it was a redneck woman. Yeah. So she thought that she, she thought. thought. Okay. Yeah. Right. But it was my understanding from good old shout out to Steve Irwin, R.I.P. Sheila was just female. Okay. In general. Right. Which is what Karen said. And that's what I got from the Foster's commercial. <laughs> Australian okay. for bitch. <laughs> and Sheila was Australian for woman. Yeah. So. Okay. So just finest. So basically your finest Open a book woman room. drag. <laughs> so let's go through the list. of. Uh, let's go through the looks. So first came out was Electra Shock. Her look to me was very great. I love the painted on hair. And she had the Huya bird on her arm. Yeah. Huya. Huya? Something like that. Uh, you, y'all know, fan of Electra. I seen Electra's look. I said, that's it. This Electra week. I don't care what they say. If they don't give her this win, I'm going to Australia, even though they ain't there no more. But <laughs> she snapped the look. It was so different from uh, her typical looks. And even Rue said it wasn't the best outfit, but the silhouette of it on her made it look so much better than it was. So shout out to my girl, Electra, for killing the game. Yeah, when she came around the corner, I was like, oh, okay. Now now we're talking electric. Welcome to the game, <laughs> essentially, because uh, the, she made great use of that bald head with the painted on hair. She looked amazing this week. Like I said, it wasn't like the best outfit ever in history, but it was, re- it was really good. And she definitely, she like a winner this week. And then the heels, they had to be what, like six inch heels? The higher the heels, made her the look so tall. Yeah, she had to be seven feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> Easy. It, was a, it was a great sight on the runway. Then we had Keita Mean with her butterfly look and her green sparkly lips. What did we think? I thought she looked good. Um, the, the back piece was very nice. Mm-hmm. But then to me, the rest of the outfit didn't really do much. I feel like it was classic ketamine. And I just realized I'm, I'm not that big a fan of her drag, I guess. It doesn't... When when she came around, I was like, oh, okay, this is reminds me of the ball outfit. Not mm. and just similar with the color setup and then similar makeup to me. Mm. I was like, well, I guess this is just what she does. Yeah, I did get the same that I immediately went to. I was like, ah, colors last week, multicolor this week. Can you do anything else? So, um, yeah, I'm with you guys. It seems like she gravitates towards primary colors, does bright, colorful looks, but this time replace the balls with butterflies. So, I mean, I guess that's her thing, and it keeps her safe every week. Uh, so I guess it works for her. Um, moving on to Maxi Shield with the all-white Scarlett oh O'Hara kind of look. Um, the all-white with the umbrella. It was not my favorite. I kind of thought it was boring. I will say it looked good for what it was, 
but also it didn't translate in any way, even with all the loose translations that we saw of what is it, hottest Sheila in the bush? Like that finest, finest Sheila in the bush. Yeah, that didn't translate to that in any way to me. Um, I mean, she looked simple, put together, like you said, Scarlet O'Hare, I do declare. <laughs> yeah, she was very Southern Belle, and I was like, compared to everything else on a runway, what challenge were you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, what'd she say, like a picnic at something? It's like, yeah, if you have to explain that part, yeah. like, it, it, the look doesn't work. It should be able to be understood what you're doing without having to say, I'm picnicking at whatever. It's like she said, I packed this outfit, and damn it, I'm wearing I'm it. I'm gonna wear it. Yeah, pretty much. Next, we had Karen from Finance, um, which she later explained was a volunteer firefighter nod. Um, she had the firefighter outfit, the hose, and the koala um, strutting down the runway. Wasn't my favorite. I mean, after she explained it, then, of course, it feels like you have to give the sympathy clap for it. Um, but it wasn't my favorite at all. I, I agree with that. I, I mean, the message, I feel like I can appreciate excuse me, the message that you're sending of, you know, thank you firefighters or whatever, but also, <laughs> this is RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. You gotta bring it. To me, that look didn't bring it, and I feel like she did get a lot of sympathy because of what she was doing, but it it just didn't land for me. Like, I didn't <laughs> I didn't see it. Serving Tina Burner! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's the first thing I thought when she came around the corner. I was like, oh, Tina Burner has made it to Australia. Um, I did not like the look. And I, I after she explained it, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. But I thought she was going to be red for filth. I was like, this thing is, to me, it, was, it wasn't even an elevated version of a fire person. But either way, I just, it was not very chic or elevated but i guess if there's a sheila firefighter in the bush she can be the finest yeah either way i would <laughs> like to highlight that her look red very costume again to me yeah. so if you're gonna do firefighter i feel like make it glam not halloween costume yeah lucky came out of party city for sure mm-hmm. next we had art simone with the wine cork hat and then the reveal of being calf from Kath and Kim. She says <laughs> the koala shirt. Out the, the curly wig. Um, I thought it was really cute. I loved how she did her little with the little calf, I guess, dancing, moving on the runway. Um, yeah. Any it, was, it was a weird runway look. Um, I'm not up to date with Kath and Kim, so My neither. Couldn't couldn't relate to that, but I mean I took it as she said something about Outback Steakhouse, and so I was like a typical Outback Steakhouse person, you know, dressed for lunch. So, oh, okay, I, I see. I'm uh, seeing some pictures here from our wonderful R and D mm-hmm. department of Kath, and now I get it. Yeah, so she killed it then. Uh, also, pants on the runway. Two sets of pants on the runway this week. Up uh, three sets of pants legs because also Scarlet. Uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting look. It was layered. Uh, she went. She had a reveal, so that always helps. Mm-hmm. The cork hat was kind of kind of weird. Uh, yeah, it was a look, not the best, not it's the a worst. Look. Look. Next, we had a et cetera, et cetera with the reveal look. It was the I guess Australian bush mm-hmm. with the 
creatures and plants and then she takes it off with the black look she folds it down because oh. it's on fire oh and then she's in the black she did. yeah see oh. y'all miss it now i don't not an etc fan at all but to me this is one of her best looks because there were so many layers and see y'all even missed the layer yeah. so she started out green and look right when she fold when she's folding down before you get to the black there's a layer of like orange and reddish the yeah. fire burning and so then she's the embers i guess i missed that she folded it down i thought she like opened it up or something yeah, like, like that just, okay it's yeah. open like so she opened now. it and falls okay down. okay so they didn't give her props but see again but yeah see i feel like it was real because i mm -hmm. thought that she would got more credit for the look that she did rep you know, acknowledging the brush fires mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And then it's like, oh, let's praise Karen in this stupid-ass firefighter outfit. <laughs> and then she did this, and I'm not even a fan of her, and I'm like, y'all aren't going to say? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that she got uh, harsher criticism than she deserved. If anything, I was like, well, I thought it was good. Yeah. But And I had missed, well, I knew that she was going from the green to the burnt ashes down to the embers. I had, I had that, I had that noted. I missed exactly how she revealed it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, uh, I think I'm coming around to a little bit of the conspiracy side because I didn't think her commercial was nearly as bad as they were making mm -hmm. it out to be. Uh, and there were some other ones that I had negative laughter on uh, that probably deserved to be in the bottom. So. I'm telling you the rigor Morris and sometimes it <laughs> <Rigor Morris. laughs> sometimes it is so blatant it's hard to enjoy the show. So when you see a queen that's doing okay or even does well and then it's like you're trying to force us to think that she didn't do well or that she doesn't look good I'm like but I have eyes I can see bitch. <laughs> um that gets so annoying. Rigor Morris. That Rigor Morris Alexa <laughs> As she tried to warn Alyssa warned us many years ago about that rigor mortis. She tried to warn us, but that that just gets on my nerves. And I'm, I'm again, I'm not a big etc. fan, but it's like I am. We can, we everyone knows. <laughs> but it's like you know, I mean, dang, she didn't I mean, do that bad. Like you're just trying to pick on her to get her out for whatever reason, right? Um, so next we had Scarlett Adams with a Priscilla queen of the desert. Look, I really loved her look. I don't get the reference. I've never seen this movie, I assume, but Priscilla um, queen of the desert, I believe is in reference to like an RV that they get ready in drag style, I think. Um, but why y'all are looking, you know, R and D is getting pictures for them for yes. Priscilla queen of the desert. Um, I think that, <laughs> You know, it's the reference is good, but if you lose the giant like big back piece, it's like I mean you're in a silver bodysuit again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I want to admit that you're right. Oh yeah, okay. So Priscilla is actually an RV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay. Oh well, yeah. yeah, that's very uh, it's very very cool. I. I will say, when Scarlet entered the runway, uh, I audibly exclaimed. I was like, oh, because it, that's, that's my natural reaction. I thought it looked, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was big. It was flowy. Granted, it was a silver body suit with a kite on the back. Right, <laughs> but like Still. Not gonna disrespect. I'm not gonna saying, disrespect. She's giving us kite. She's giving us hand puppet. And y'all still on this damn Scarlet train? 
I am on Scarlet Train. Even though she racist. I'm about to say, but she racist. She racist. She was though. racist. Well, that's what she, she says she was. Quote, All we can do is hope that she is has learned, honestly. Um, so then we get to the commercials. So let's kind of talk through some of those. So Electra Shock was first with her talked commercial. Um, I thought it was funny. It was clever. It was Ann Talent. Why am I laughing? Ann Talent. Yeah, Ann Talent. Because it was the funniest commercial of the night. It was so funny. Yeah, I mean. It was. Ann Talent. It was an excellent buildup. She she made us wait for it. Are they going to let her do that on Australian TV? It was like, (laughs) oh, man. I know. And you're like, I know what she's about to spell. And Mm -hmm. then she's like, Ann Talent. (laughs) Awesome. And she killed it. It was, I, yeah, definitely the best commercial of the night. Yeah, and and uh, she got positive critiques, well deserved. Finally, finally, um, they mentioned. I think this is where they mention where they think that the other queens are underestimating her, and so it was really good to see her come out on top. To which I said, they learning from the judges, mm. right? And exactly, someone who is taking the criticism, taking it to heart, putting it into practice, and she is had Rue's favorite commercial. I would like to highlight this now what I meant. Oh. I meant <laughs> the contestants no are learning the underestimating from the judges. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I'm sorry. I had a little bit to drink, so I can't quite keep up. Wow. Um, Ketamine was next with her Yeasty Nuts commercial, which was like, she said it was like a donut filling. Which was weird. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just why would you want it in a donut? Yeah. First of all, I don't think I want it at all. I've never had uh, East Spread. It's like Marmite, that kind of stuff. And so I was like, I, I didn't get it. Like, I don't know if I missed something. Like, I got the divine reference. I feel like stuff. that's why she got but the praise. Outside of that, if it's a donut feeling, you did not. Yeah, there were no donuts. You, yeah, there was a picture of donuts right, behind her, but there was, was nothing bad. done with the. Like I didn't get it. <laughs> it was I, bad. I don't know, Divine. Can someone educate me? Oh, R and B is fire this week. She's yeah, just an old drag queen, like one of the OG Gosh. drag queens. I'm, well, I'm sure there are people. There may be some people out there listening that also don't know fired. who uh, should, uh, Divine is. But uh, she's got like a, had... a bigger, taller Maxi Shields kind of vibe. Gotcha. I had uh, essentially one note on Ketamine's commercial, and it was, what the fuck was that? It was very confusing. I, I didn't, did not laugh at all. It was kind of nasty with her putting the stuff up her nose. I was just shown a picture of Divine in a lovely red dress, very similar to what Ketamine had on, so I get the reference. Mm-hmm. I still don't get the damn commercial, though. Like I said, like you said, I feel like that's the only mm-hmm. reason she got such positive notes is because she referenced an old queen. But base layer, take that out with no knowledge of divine, mm-hmm. the shit makes no sense. Right. And so as like somebody who watches Drag Race, almost, you can almost get to a point where you can kind of write a book on how to be successful on RuPaul's Drag Race. Because, you know, reference something in great gay culture, drag culture crass humor but not too far humor it's like you know it, it gets a little predictable so yeah next was maxi shield with the horn bag yeast concentrate corn dog 
corn dogs. Right. She, Hot she bags, didn't even know her own d- corn stash. <laughs> She didn't know the name of her own product. Yeah. Rule number one, have a name that you can remember and make it simple. You don't want got mixed, got sex juice. Yeah, got sex, sex juice. And that's literally what it was. Yeah. Uh, She, like like we said earlier, she gets in her own head and then it's just like she can't get out of it. And I think the commercial could have been funny, but then she settled on, instead of turning into a horn dog, Mm -hmm. she just sat in a chair and had, I mean- to me, it was an innuendo of the guy rubbing the cat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. innuendos, but you got to look too hard for it. And she's just sitting there. And she's just sitting there. Yeah. It, what she was saying was funny, but it did not match the commercial. She really could have taken that to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to hate to do this one more time, but do y'all remember Tina Burner's commercial? Yeah, it was uh, terrible. The hell, it, wasn't, it wasn't called Hell Yeah, but she, she kept, kept saying, saying Hell Yeah. yeah. It gave me, it gave me that vibe. Like the commercial is not matching what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And then RuPaul, which is like you, I would feel terrible. But when RuPaul said she was surprised that Maxi didn't do better in the challenge, I'm like, dang, make Maxi feel about one inch tall. Nah, that bitch said, yeah, I'm disappointed too. <laughs> Which is how you accept the criticism. Yeah, yeah, you right. I, I, I didn't right. do it this week, Ru, but if you let me come back, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a get it. Yeah, so <laughs> next we have Karen <laughs> with her discharge. Oh, man. I just, it, uh, it, I don't have nice things to say about Karen. Yeah, anymore. I'm not going to lie. I thought she was going to be in the bottom this week because uh, her commercial did not land for me. Uh, and they tried to give her a hint saying discharge. It it really makes you want to gag when you, when you hear it. It is that combined with the outfit was like this this was not it this week, Karen. But yeah, she got she got the pass. She was playing acting safe. And it's like you're Karen from Finance who is a huge character when you're being Karen from Finance. But if Karen from Finance has to go down to human resources that bitch is lost and confused and can't do it <laughs> and it's like michelle said she's like i kept having to tell you to go bigger it's like that's your personality anyway why are you staying in this like yeah. one little box just be you be big and so her commercial was 100 percent flat for me and then the name discharge alone i was like man why would you mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah we're gonna move on from that oh uh last no, not last. Next was Art Simone with Art's Yeasty Yank Extractor, which was like an American repellent for Australians, mm-hmm. which again, I agree. Like that was a stupid choice. Um, when you have Americans on your panel, Americans in Australia, Americans who probably do ask a lot of what you might think are stupid questions, annoying questions, or making comments. But that's how people learn, damn it. Right? <laughs> Isn't that how people Indeed, learn about things? Learn. Yeah. Otherwise, they end up in blackface. Hey. Ooh. Hello. Sigma, hello. hello. Um, yeah, Art, again, like I said, locked into that character and just really missed the mark to me. Uh, why go after America as a whole when you're on something that's hosted by an American, <laughs> shown in America? Like, I, yeah. I didn't get get the humor in that one. Yeah. Next, we had et cetera, et cetera with piss so i feel like where she automatically failed was it was it's supposed to be a yeast spread but you're calling it piss so that wasn't clever at all 
Um, Rue Rue definitely called her out and said her commercial was not clever. She she called it, what did she say? Nasty. She didn't like it. I mean, she made it very Uh, clear she didn't like it. Low brow. Low brow. Yikes. Um, it wasn't, it didn't do much for me. I mean, I, it wasn't as nasty as they made it seem like it was. Mm-hmm. My only gripe with it was it wasn't funny. Yeah. It was... <laughs> like it pissed. Okay, cool. But it's not funny. Be funny. At least. I chuckled a little. We know it's et cetera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we had Scarlet with Snatch. I thought Snatch was funny. I thought it was clever. I didn't see the low brow or over the top or doing, you know, going too far. I didn't see that in Snatch. I saw, I I feel like other queens have been praised for similar uh, styles of commercials in the past. Yeah, I didn't think she pushed it as far as et cetera did. Um, I guess they had a big issue with the, uh, what was it, the what? Damn it. The meat flaps? What are they called? What's she beef, beef beef curtains. Beef curtains. Yeah, so she there was a few things said that were Yeah. Like more said, but not even like I don't know. I yeah, don't I know. mean, et cetera was actually pretending to piss in a jar. Right. And and, like, and, you... and pretending to collect piss from yeah. the guy's penis. So that's uh that is way uh, more direct than, than just what's... saying beef curtains, which right. is something we've heard probably since like middle school. Yeah. At least, um, but now let's clutch our pearls because she said beef curtains. Yeah, and she um, went back to her Jennifer Coolidge voice. Yeah, she yeah. went back to the character. And at the end, she did like a little finger diddle situation. But it was on the jar again. But I, I mean, it's insinuating. So it's like, I mean, where, like you said, where's the line for it being funny and it not being funny and it being too filthy and not being filthy? Like, I guess it just depends on how Rue feels. There's that a sliding day. scale I'm learning in judging. Or who or who's doing it? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. so I'm saying so it's a sliding scale based on who's doing it because, like you say, you've seen nastier things done, and and Rue just eats it up. <laughs> She's laughing, rolling so hard she can't breathe. But now it's oh, this is lowbrow. I'm like, girl, there was okay, a lot girl. of uh, forced laughter after those commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no one was. There was no sweet tooth in this group. Is your blood sugar low? Definitely not. Um, so RuPaul brings up the blackface photos with Scarlett, um, and she kind of gives Scarlett a chance to say her piece, which I respect. I do. I respect that. She basically said, what do you have to say for yourself? And Scarlett says she was a teen when th- those photos were taken. 19. She was <laughs> not a <laughs> A shade. Um, she was 19 and 11 months when those photos were taken. <laughs> But she did apologize. She seemed apologetic. Um, again, like we said, she's now 28. So whether she was, you know, 13 up to 19, she's Wait, now 28. You know she was 13. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. You do it. She been like, a very mature 13-year-old. Right. Come on. She was 22, 3, 4, 19. <laughs> yeah, they look like they could have been taken yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like They do. They did. I'm not going to lie. Um. And then, you know, it's funny, as I was searching, I saw a meme where, <laughs> oh my God, we want to laugh too. They said how Rue was more mad about a queen wearing H&M on the runway than a queen doing blackface. Ooh. And I said, well, she did curse out my good, my good Judy, Mr. Joe Black, but she didn't say nothing negative about Scarlett. 
I think that in trying to make it a teachable moment, you've also given pass for blackface. Yeah, it's a thin line because she said, oh, I'm sure people would want me to cancel you right here. But but here's the thing. You could have still sent her home, but you could have allowed her to say her piece, say, allowed yeah. her to apologize. Queens have been sent home for so much less. And it, that's what kind of pisses me off again. Okay, it's RuPaul's show and it's her rules. But sometimes I don't like the rules because Queens have been sent home for much less. Like back in the early episodes when, they, when Queen was sent home because she broke the rules and and left the hotel or you know it's like breaking curfew or little stupid things like that but this girl this queen can do blackface multiple times and you're like eh, well whatever you almost need a new name for what scarlet was doing yeah <laughs> that's what I'm saying. that ain't blackface you you leaving out some nations that have right. been offended she's offended everybody yeah what would you that's a whole new I mean, she got black white brown darker brown <laughs> light brown <laughs> All the brown, all the brown faces. Yeah. She got them. Just face off, <laughs> right? Um, so you said, you know, her apology to me. The exercise in humility is giving her the chance to say, "I was young." Blah blah blah. I did feel like her apology to me. It's like, yes, you feel horrible that everyone knows you are a horrible person. Who wouldn't feel horrible? Like, yeah, you want people to know you're. Give me something. I mean, it to me, you said it seemed genuine. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry that everyone found out I was terrible. But in researching it, I found out that the pictures had been up on her Instagram still until recently. What? So it's like, you knew it was there, even if it was in your teen years, your 20 teens. Um, <laughs> you, That's what she meant. By teen years, she meant like 2019. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was in my teens. That, that was 2018, 19. Yeah. That kind of changes it a yeah. little bit. And so I don't think she's sorry. I think she's sorry she got caught. And that's that's what I'm getting at is like, I'm sorry that everyone knows I'm a horrible person. And I was, and I'm using air quotes, I was <laughs> a horrible person. But I don't think that had it not been caught and had it not been brought up that she would have, you know, felt any different about it. And she's probably still doing it today. I bet if I was in Australia and I asked Scarlett, Adams to do a uh, private party, mm. you know, make it a little special. <laughs> she probably show up. So like nice. <laughs> Throw in an extra hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, I'm just saying. So I feel like, like you say, it should have been. Here's your chance to explain yourself and apologize, but also, bye, Shantae. Yes, sashay away. Sashay yeah, away. Uh, and then I feel like you know, give the queens of color another shot. You gave Art another shot. That was the perfect opportunity. To bring back one of the queens of color. Just JoJo. I've seen enough Coco. Oh, uh, you better the shade shut of it up. All, but I feel like Coco, <laughs> uh, you know, she had her chance to show her stuff and still got sent home. JoJo only had one opportunity, so we need to see more JoJo. I'm sorry. Campaign to bring JoJo back. Whatever. Free JoJo. <laughs> Whatever. And maybe I'm maybe I'm taking this too seriously, but it, it almost does make me question RuPaul. Um, I've never necessarily questioned his blackness, but it is coming to the table, coming, what is it coming to the, being called to the carpet, um, lately. Because the show is called RuPaul's Drag Race, I don't think that RuPaul has as much control as one would assume because the name is on it. The name okay. is just the selling point. Fair enough. So and maybe so it's I not think that RuPaul. there's behind the scenes and Granted, you could still be right about RuPaul because I do think that once people hit a certain level, they kind of... It becomes more about protecting my money than... 
being than protecting my culture correct. and my people and my blackness. But I don't think that Rue could make the executive decision to say, "Okay, I don't want Scarlet here." There's a whole production company behind the whole thing. So yeah. I mean, with Rue, like I said, the name is on the show, but I don't think that the control factor is there. I'm sure there's some to a degree, but I don't think that she has as much as we're giving her credit for having. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's a fine line that they're probably trying to walk between being a media mogul and doing what's what's right. What's right would have been to send her ass home. Even if she had, even if even if it was done a couple years ago, it's now been brought to my attention that this person did some really problematic things that were offensive to people of many cultures. Mm. And regardless of where you are now, I cannot have that type of activity past or present on my show because the reality was let somebody do that in a regular job do you think their ass wouldn't have been fired well you could do blackface and be the president of canada the trudeau. prime minister of the prime canada. minister of trudeau that's yeah. true well trudeau, that's right trudeau that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh but i mean like i mean they honestly, are allowed to take it down a notch to me okay but see, the thing is, you're black already. So see, there's Fair they enough. can do blackface and still keep their jobs, but we do anything, <laughs> not blackface, but still anything. You know, it's like Fair I feel like yeah. a, co- a queen of color, something similar, would have been kicked off the ship. Yeah, the margin is is way way yeah. thinner. And it's frustrating to me that racism is tolerated in any shape or form. And I also do want to highlight the fact that they made it seem like it was a one-time thing. They did. That she did. That I thought it was. In a very brief research. <laughs> very brief. It was not a one-time thing. Not at all. Like, and like you said, multiple cultures. It was a continuous like, thing for multiple cultures. WTF. And so, to me, that's why I say it should have been a kick her off the show. Give her the opportunity to explain. Yeah. But then you got to go. Maybe it was a one-time convention over a week. <laughs> Just over a like week. Like a blackface convention? Yeah, like a blackface convention. Like, get it all out of here. And a, an offensive convention. <laughs> okay, well, maybe. But I'm yeah, just saying, I just... think that it should have been a, you know, get say your piece, but then you got to go because something continuous like that is it's not just going to go away and change. Especially if you made coin off of it. Like like you said, people paying you, or this could just make pe- more people and, want and to pay part, you. She probably didn't make coin because I think one of them was for like a Halloween something, just Halloween. Oh, see, when you do it for Halloween, that just really points to who you are. And my concern is she was trying to say, well, you know, just how I was raised in the workroom. Like, I didn't know any better. You know, when you're growing up, people say these things. I'm like, yeah, but no one's making you paint your face. Yeah, like go out and bought the yeah. makeup. They say these things, and then you just do something different. <laughs> you just say, <laughs> and then I do want to highlight. You said you weren't sure where they were going with it, so I don't know if everybody knows the other racist issue on the show mm-hmm. with Karen and her tattoo and her love of these. What is it? Go goly wag, golly wag dolls, like Jigaboo? Because it's like that's what they look like, but. That's I don't know what they're called, they're called they're in called Australia. Australia. You're right, like yeah, picking it's like the yeah. dark, dark, uh, exaggerated face. 
the the hair. Mm-hmm. You know, we have no hair. Bright red lips. Yeah, the well, big bright red lips. We traditionally know it's blackface over here. Right. right. Doll form over Made there. in doll form. So Karen collected these dolls. Yes. Got a tattoo got a of this, these dolls. And again, that was also recent that she co- finally, I mean, this was probably this year, maybe last year, got it covered up. Um, but yeah, that was kind of problematic. Now, Karen, I, I, she seems a little more innocent in it in that you could, I mean, I know we all have our weird things and maybe that was just a weird thing for her. I don't know if she really didn't get it. Cause I'm she sure said somebody she, in your life would be like, girl, do you know what that is? She said she just grew up collecting them and like, they were just a thing that was, you know, popular in the, in the time. And so she was like, from a little child, I collected these dolls. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she necessarily knew the connotation behind it. Mm-hmm. But now, <laughs> I don't know how you couldn't. I'm looking at this doll right now. This is like the most racist thing I've ever seen. <laughs> See, we know because we know this. And, and black I mean, people, it's damn near a, a lawn jockey. Yeah, yeah, like those yeah. things that you put in yeah. the yard. Yeah. Uh, but now, to be of age to get a tattoo... Of said doll, come on now. You, yeah, you ain't know. It's questionable. You ain't know. You was in your teens too. Twenty nineteen <laughs> and eleven months and three hundred and sixty four days. <laughs> but yeah, so that was questionable too. But so I, 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 I wonder if that'll come up. And that's that's what I was getting at. If uh, next it, episode probably it needs to be addressed as well, and both of them need to be going home. And I feel like she- I've lost all my Karen fandom so. Yeah, me too. K Karen for Karen Karen. Okay, so I guess we'll move on. Um, so the queens come back. Scarlet, Kita, Art, and Karen are safe. Electra shock for the first win. Give it up for my girl. Yes, Electra. And then in the bottom, Maxi and etc. etc. So, Maxi Shield and et cetera, et cetera, prepare to lip sync for absolutely everybody. A feel good anthem by Vanessa Amorosi. Okay. Never heard of that before. Never heard of her before. It was a cute little song. It was like one of those feel good songs. But all the queens knew it, and uh, even Michelle was in there singing it. Yeah, they were singing it. I'm out. I don't know this. They were here for it. Um, Maxi revealed the microphone. She said she had something up her sleeve, literally. And it was literally a microphone. <laughs> that was very funny, very cute. Again, I like when we get to see glimpses of the queen's humor. Sometimes it kind of peeks out in the most random times. Um, and yeah. that was the time for Maxi. When, when it's too late almost. Yeah, when it's almost too late. <laughs> but I, I will say, uh, this was one of the best lip syncs we've had on the show. Uh, I was not sure which way it was going to go. And when it was down to the two of them, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure that uh max is going home this week but then etc said something about lip syncing uh the fuck off her stage or something like that and i was like oh you finna go home so but i do want to highlight to just because you know conspiracy theories there was a lot more shown of maxi's lip sync than there was of etc and i was like well how am i supposed to make an informed decision exactly you weren't if i can't see both i need the coaches cam But from what I can see, I was like, to me, it was close, too close to call. Yeah. And I don't know what, you know, factor made them pick Maxi over et cetera, other than that's just what they wanted to do. But uh, 
it was it was a very good lip sync. Yeah, the screen time was definitely not equal. Uh, I thought that Maxie looked like a skilled lip syncer. She may not necessarily be, and uh, no, and a good performer. She's not doing acrobatics and you know high class dance moves. But uh, your your eye was drawn to her. The mic was a very valuable prop in this situation because it it makes her have something in her hand to. To make you want to look at what she's doing, uh, etc., was moving all over the place. I mean, she was really <laughs> getting after it, uh, but it might have been too much. Uh, and like like you just mentioned, I wish I would have had a chance to kind of see the whole stage at one time because um, I thought she was doing some some good dance moves. She broke out a split, and <laughs> I bet she was. She maybe had done a few more. Maybe she'd still be there. Mm. Well, she said, "Oh Lord, I feel electric shock is." Chuckling in the background. Right. Oh, a split now, man. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like uh, maybe she could sense that she was gonna have to turn it up because Maxie wasn't killing it. Uh, so then she hit that split, that flip and split right at the end. I was like, you should have been hitting those because right. she's outshining you. Even in the shots where we can see you together, I'm drawn to looking at her. And you got on a bright red wig, and she wearing all white. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And that that points to a skill performer a skilled yeah. queen she yeah. knew what she was doing she was like she's probably gonna underestimate me but i got a few surprises i'm gonna let you know maxie i underestimated you too but you did me proud yeah i was impressed so maxie said is told shantae you stay while etc etc is asked to sashay away um and to where she says well i guess you can kill a cockroach who knew who knew i knew i, I knew. knew yeah unfortunately yeah. i i knew um, so next week we get to see the makeover maxi challenge where they make over rugged men, aka men with facial hair. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's a rugged man to RuPaul. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. You do we want to kind of talk predictions? Who do we think will do well? Electric oh, do well because <laughs> Electric gonna struggle because she can't style, right? Electric can't style, and uh, and I hate that can, for her, she can barely do her own makeup. Yeah, I hate so. that for her. You're right. Yeah. You're right. She's going to struggle. Uh, do do well or yeah. Simone. Okay. Yeah, I can, can see that. Anything. Yeah. because she, she can paint anything, which is what I think they said today. In yeah. reading so. challenge. Um, mm, okay. okay. Scarlet might do well, mm. but I feel like Scarlet can only do <laughs> Well, that she's, she's so painted easy. so many shades. Yeah. So. She's working a lot. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> she can do it. Yeah, I mean, this is a, she's a shoe win. Matter of fact, Scarlet finna win this challenge. She's so. gonna pick the darkest one. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll match my skin to yours. <laughs> I'm happy to. Uh, let me get him. Uh, oh, y'all take Morris, girl. We're gonna Morris. I'm so over it. I am. I'm disappointed. I'm over it. Again, call it what you want. It's so important what what we say, what we condone, right? Like we condone, it's okay to do that, and then you still get another chance. Like, and that's what I feel like we got. And if I would be okay if it was one time and not several easy to find certain pictures, like <laughs> of several different nations. He's a serial offender. And so to, to just say, you know, everybody wants me to cancel you. Also, a note on cancel culture. I don't want you to cancel her. No. Just send her home. Yeah, right. you don't have to cancel yeah, her. You got to cancel her. Just you send her home. You can invite her to the drag you know what I'm saying? shows. Whatever. But yeah. for this moment right here. even She could even come back to All Stars. Yeah. And be like, I've learned a whole lot of stuff. Like, 
I'm a different person. And then now. we don't want to see none of that racist stuff on you. Instagram between now and All Stars. Exactly. Right. But or you get kicked off of All Stars. Because of the serial right. offense, I feel like it the lesson would have been better taught if you had sent her home. We just gonna call this RuPaul's problematic drag race. It really is. Yeah, I can't wait for All Star season six. Yeah. I know. I was dreading watching this episode after watching the All Star preview. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go back to that. So, if you haven't heard our All Star season six episode, we just released before this one where we reveal the cast and our thoughts on the cast. So, make sure you check that episode out. Um, we will be covering All Star six on our podcast. Um, in June, starting in June. So, yeah, we're we're all looking forward to that. Yeah, getting back to good old America. <laughs> the U.S. of A. Australia. I mean, I'm just saying, Australia is problematic AF. Well, I don't think the. I think they've okay. got some problematic. That, by Australia, I'm saying the drag race down under is yeah. problematic, not the country of Australia. Okay. Not well, be clear. Be clear. But I mean, clearly, uh, at how many queens was it that we started with? Uh, ten. Ten, 10 queens, two queens of color that were quickly eliminated, two queens with problematic race, racist past that we know of. These are only the two that we know of. Who knows but the other, the rest of them. So it's just a little problematic. I feel like it's not, maybe it's not fair to Australia that this was their first season. Um, because it's not painting them in a good light. And it, yeah, it's not fair to, to, to blast the whole continent, but it's just not painting them in a good light. And I don't know, is that the purpose? I mean, you just have to wonder again, why are things shaking out the way they are? Yeah, it does make you wonder, like, y- y'all are seeing more than we're seeing, and you have the opportunity to make it look mm. how you want it to look, and you're still letting everybody see that, you know, they're years behind in... Mm-hmm race relations and it's like why would you do that to them as a whole right the other thing that makes me wonder is i figured these queens had to be picked on purpose uh we had the opportunity to go to a drag brunch today and these people are not on rupaul's drag race but they were definitely bringing some elevated drag and so what it made me think is that there are probably plenty of people doing drag in australia and new zealand that probably could have had an opportunity with less problematic histories. So why were they not given a chance? This makes me wonder, that's all. You should always question things that you watch, things that you see, things that you don't see. So I guess is that it for this episode of LTD? Yeah, that's it. Shout out to our uh, theme song that you're hearing at the beginning and hearing right now as we go out. Taji the Great, look him up on Spotify. Get you some bumping jams. Yes. Um, support your local drag queens. All right, that's the end of this episode of LTD. Let's talk drag. I'm Jessica. I'm Jay. I'm Chris. Bye. Bye. Bye.